Thank you for joining us for our Word of the Day. This morning as we continue through the Bible, we're going to begin looking at the book of Ezra. Historically, Ezra and Nehemiah were one book in the Jewish Old Testament, but when it was translated to English, it was broken up into two different books. But the book of Ezra, the book of Nehemiah, and the book of Haggai tell one story. They tell the story of the remnant returning from captivity to restore the temple and restore Jerusalem. And of course, during this time, it had been 70 years since Israel had been destroyed by Babylon. The city of Jerusalem has been destroyed. The temple has been destroyed. And every able-bodied person had been taken back into captivity by Babylon. The only people left in Jerusalem uh, were the elderly and the disabled. And they were unable to do anything to help restore the wall. But 70 years has passed. Babylon has fallen. They're now under Persian rule. And the Persian king Darius allows uh, the Israelites to go back to Jerusalem in three different phases to restore the, the kingdom, to restore the temple, and to restore the capital city. And of course, the Bible tells us that this was given to him by God, and so he is working on behalf of God to send the nation back. And so Ezra is the first one to go back. He is sent back to restore the worship of God and start the restoration of the temple. Then Nehemiah comes and he encourages them to build the wall. Then uh, Haggai comes and he helps them to restore the temple to its former glory. And they come back in three different phases, but these prophets lived at the same time, prophesied in the same time, and had the same goal. Now, when Ezra gets back with the first remnant, they get to Jerusalem and they don't do anything for four months. They, they sit down and they kind of meditate on the Word of God and what needs to be done. Then they, it's, it's our month, October, but it's the holiest month in the Jewish calendar. They, they spend 30 days just worshiping God and reinstituting sacrifices. Then they start getting to work on restoration of the temple. Look what the Bible says in chapter 6, verse 22. And it says, And, it, they, and kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy, for the Lord had made them joyful and turned the heart of the king of Assyria unto them to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. There is a lot going on right now in the nation of Israel historically. Not only has Israel been destroyed 70 years before and they've been allowed to come back to Jerusalem, but the king of Assyria, the Persian king, has given them not just the the uh, the your permission to go back and start building. He is giving them materials. He's given them workmen. He's given them uh, all kinds of letters to help them get the materials and everything they need to restore the temple and restore Jerusalem. It is unheard of for any king of any nation to do this. But the king of Assyria is doing it because God has laid it on his heart. And the nation of Israel, they recognize the hand of God in this and they worship him. For seven days, they obey the Feast of Unleavened Bread. They sing praise to God. They are, they are joyful and happy because of what God is doing in their life. They recognize the hand of God in their situation. But remember, their situation is still pretty bleak. They're still in captivity. They're not free. They still serve the Assyrians. They are still under Persian rule, so they're, they're not free. Uh, they're still in, yes, they're back in Jerusalem, but the, the land is still destroyed. It's not yielding crops. They're still dealing with a famine and a drought in the land. 
The city's still destroyed. People are still dead. They're still coming back from captivity. A lot of people who came back remember Jerusalem in its former glory. They remember the temple in its former glory. And they are seeing Jerusalem, their hometown, destroyed for the first time since they've left. So the situation they're in isn't great. It's still pretty bleak. But they see God working. They see the hand of God moving in their life. And that's what we as God's children need to do. We need to recognize the hand of God in every situation we face. Yeah, you know, it's great and we're very easy to recognize the hand of God when everything's going well, when we get a promotion, when, you know, everybody's healthy or someone gets healed and all these wonderful things happen. We, We praise God. We thank God for it. But have you ever thought that God is working even in your mess? Have you ever recognized that God is working even in your pain? Have you ever stopped to think and say, God, I want to see what you're doing in this difficult situation. Israel is is sitting in rubble. They are sitting in destruction. But they are singing praise to God because even in the destruction, they see God working. God is working in every situation you face. In the good times and the bad times, God is working for your good and for His glory. And when we we recognize that and we remember that and we look for that, it gives us the strength we need to endure because we know it's it's not pointless. Our pain's not pointless. Our suffering's not pointless. God is doing something in it. Thanks so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. Be back here tomorrow as we continue through the Bible. Have a blessed day.